For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Charity Stripe on the all-new Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back once again. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos and Nicholas Snacks Kreider. <laughs> if you don't like a DJ Airhorn sound effect, that is so cool. Come talk to us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Speaking of Twitter, it's been a blaze. Early signing period in college football is going down. A lot of guys picking the school they'll go to next year. NIL, social media, them being able to control their own narrative. Coaching carousel. Coaching carousel. All of this has contributed to the absolute craziness that is recruitment. Us being huge Longhorn fans and now covering the team on our Horns Up podcast, Quan Cosby, go check that out if you like Texas football. We've been dominating the news. It's just been bombshell after bombshell, guys flip-flopping across the board. It's honestly kind of tough to follow, but a lot of major moves have happened in the last 72 hours. And obviously, some guys are waiting till February and January to announce where they're going. But, you know, down south, it's been pretty crazy. The yeah. SEC has been dominant. A lot of it nice. has to do with the NIL, of course. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the transfer portal, like we just mentioned. I mean, Quinn Ewers goes from Ohio State to Texas, Gosh, which is God. the biggest of the dominoes to, to fall for Texas. He was the number one recruit last year, didn't like his playing time and didn't like the competition that he had in CJ Stroud, who was a Heisman finalist. So that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, he's also getting reportedly four to $5 million in NIL agreements or endorsements mm-hmm. through the university of Texas, which is absurd. I mean, this kid has never played. He's played two snaps in college football and he's already making $5 million. Were right? both handoffs. Yeah. At the quarterback position. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. So pretty wild there, but also some more wild news. The number one recruit in the nation, according to 247 Sports, decommits from Florida State and ends up signing with Jackson State, who was coached by primetime Deion Sanders, who's all a monitor, of course, as you most remember, is Florida State. So he plucks a recruit from there and brings him to his new home, Jackson State University in Mississippi. And they're not even an FBS school. They're mm. an FCS school. So yeah. my only gripe is if you are the number one recruit in the nation, a defensive back, you're not going to go against nearly 
the type of competition you're going to see not even close in in the ACC, which Florida State's in, or any yeah. of the Power Five conferences, or the NFL for that much. Yeah. Right. If you want to be a top picked cornerback in the NFL, you got to start testing yourself against these prime time, no pun intended, receivers. <laughs> um, what I do like though is the fact that. I'm hearing that Dave Portnoy of Barstool is throwing close to a million dollars, maybe a little bit more at them. Um, I'm hearing that maybe they might do like a documentary style series where, where uh, Hunter is the, the protege to prime. So he's baby prime, Optimus prime and baby Optimus prime. Um, And hopefully they get their show picked up on Amazon prime. Right. I mean, that would, that would make a ton of sense where they do like a last chance you or like a hard knock style documentary. Yeah. I mean, it only, it would be weird if it was on Crackle, honestly. Yeah, or Peacock. Or Peacock. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Or Quibi. Or, Dis- or Disney Plus. There's considering <laughs> Quibi's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, streamers aside, though, I, I do think that... Shout out to Quibi's family. Part of the reason is because it's an HBCU. Right? Yeah. And th- there's obviously a lot of importance there um, for him as an individual. Prime is, is, you know, Coach Prime, as he wants to be called going mm. forward has done some great things with this roster just in one year. His son, Shadur Sanders, um, won the Jerry Rice Award, which is the best player in um, in FCS football. That was deemed on, on Monday by the NCAA. And obviously Jerry Rice played there. You know, uh, He didn't play there, but he played at an HBCU, mm-hmm. as did Walter Payton. So there is a, there's a path, right? And I think For it's sure. even, it's even um, heightened because he's going to this university. I can see... Maybe in the future that Dion is trying to kind of formulate this this program, this for dynasty sure. to build for the future. And this is a, a huge stepping stone in that process. But to rip it away from his alma mater. Um, oh, savage. Yeah, it's pretty savage. The, the school that wouldn't allow him to be a head coach. Yeah, pretty wild. Two things on that. Mm-hmm. Actually, three things that you just mentioned that. The first being there is a path for players. My only gripe is that I'm not sure these days that you're not going to get better coaching or better seasoning as a player and, and growth and maturing, you know, as, as a football player, than you would in a bigger conference, right? Like if your aspirations are to be, you know, a number one overall picked cornerback training facility, training facilities, right? Just talent in general, like go up against the best of the best. So that's one, two, I think you're hundred percent right. He's been building something pretty amazing at Jackson state, right. And continuing to build off of what he's been doing if he decides to stay there for like the next five years, we're talking about Dion here. If they can transition their school from being an FCS to an FBS school, that would be a huge milestone and a big, big feat to accomplish for a coach. The last school to do that was Liberty. Um, And they started that process in 2017 and it didn't become official to 2019. Now there are some qualifications of course that are out of the football team's um, control. Like they have to have a certain amount of uh, division one uh, sports teams, yeah. not just football, you know, yeah. in, in their in their school. So they might have to add um, onto that. But the next point that you that you said is maybe you know they didn't allow him to be the head coach at Florida State, but maybe if he continues to grow this program right and show what he can do here, then maybe he has any any pick of the litter when it where comes to go. where he can go when it comes to head coaching options in maybe three years, right? I mean, you got to imagine that how the coaching carousel works. Something that we alluded to at the beginning of the show. There's always jobs open. There's always big jobs open, right? Yeah. Yeah. This year, it was Oklahoma, USC, Miami, Miami, LSU. LSU now Notre Dame again. Like yeah. they were within, but yeah, exactly. But like 
there's some big Florida. jobs. Florida, huge jobs open, right? And we see this trend that if schools don't succeed within four years, then usually they move on from that coach. 100%. I mean, and look, if he, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's even sooner. And he now has two pretty awesome leverage pieces, the best quarterback in the FCS, and right. now the number one recruit in the nation that he can bring with him and if he wants. And now there's wants. that new rule where you can transfer one time because of COVID without having to sit out a year. So what happens, right. you know, he turns this season into an amazing season, right? And maybe someone comes knocking on his door next year and he's like, hey, I got these two recruits that I can take with me. Right. Yeah. He's got a lot of options. I mean, it really would be cool to see him build Jackson State into an, an awesome FBS. program. Yeah, if become becomes an FBS, FBS school, that would be, be awesome. so awesome. I mean, that's like the the old NCAA video game where it's like take this crap team to stardom and win a win a national championship. And make it like a powerhouse. The, there are, have been other like we mentioned Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Strahan, Mathis, McNair. Um, there have been a lot of guys, obviously, who've been dominant football players in the, in the National Football League. But an abundance, especially these days, are SEC guys, and it's not a, the only reason, but it's a big reason you see schools like Texas and OU trying to move over there. The ability to get guys to the NFL and the competition you play. Um, so that to me is the only caveat of like why it wouldn't necessarily be a good idea for Travis Hunter being the number one recruit to go to Jackson State, but someone was going to do it. Someone was going to make that jump and be the guy. Hey, there's arguments to make that he shouldn't have been going to FSU then. Right? Oh, for sure. You know? I mean, that already was like, honestly, it's not like he's leaving Bama to do it. He was leaving FSU. Not a great program anymore as it stands. Honestly, they just extended their coach the day before he decommitted. And celebrating at the one yard line. I, yeah, exactly. Celebrating at the one yard line, baby. Doing the dance, dropping the football before you get in the end zone. Um, I, it's just really crazy to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm always curious to see how these guys will develop and end up. You, it, recruiting to me is huge in everything, and a lot of guys they, they do. A lot of times, these five stars do come to fruition, but sometimes they don't. And if you go back through the rivals, you go back through ESPN or whatever you like to use 24-7, and you go through the five stars, there's a lot of times where you don't necessarily recognize who these guys are because they don't always make an impact. Yeah. It really, development is major, and um, where you fit is major. Uh, but again, this Jackson State team was one of the top teams in the FCS last year. It's one of the best. It's the best HBCU school that he can go to. Um, so it's very exciting. Major shocking news. I'm curious to see if Prime can continue to do it. If this isn't a one hit wonder, that if he can continue to bring guys in, and it's one of those things where major dominoes fall and people go to join Harris. Yeah. Right. No, it'd be interesting. And and just really quickly to go back on the requirements that it takes for an FCS team to go to FBS, um, you need to have. Um, you need to sponsor 16 NCAA sports teams. Mm. So they need to have 16 different sports on campus and they need to have an average attendance of at least 15,000 students. Okay. And have a conference also willing to sponsor the transition. So like some conference has to allow them to come in, which I don't see that being an issue. Uh, But Liberty got that waived when they came in, they were originally independent. And then in 2019, they joined a conference. Nice. So those are some of the requirements there, but there's so many loopholes in college football that you can exact. Like, honestly, there's no doubt in my mind in a couple of years, it's not going to happen tomorrow. If prime wants to get them to an FBS program, he can find a way to go do it. Uh, that was crazy this week. It, it even just the last thing on the recruiting process. Yeah. I think it's just crazy that some of these top tier recruits, like you're talking about and, and Josh, you mentioned like you're not a shoe in to be a great player. Like you still have so much work to do once you oh. get on campus, but the Instagram posts, the Twitter posts of them and narrowing their choices down to seven 
in seven different uniforms. Yeah, it's wild. Donning the uniforms of seven different schools that they all got to visit. Like, they get the gear. It did, they get the gear. They, they have these photos, which is awesome. Didn't used to happen like that. No. It yeah. was, okay, I'm putting the hat on, and that's the decision that I've made, and that's where I'm going. These recruiting visits seem so absurd. I mean, sure. we, we watched a video of, of Harold Perkins, who was like the number like three or four Number one linebacker. Nation. Yeah, number one linebacker, who's between right now LSU, Texas, and Texas A&M. Um, we're holding our breath, hoping he goes to Texas. I'm not holding um, my breath. <laughs> I would love for it to happen. But like, we saw a video of him in the LSU locker room just having a good time, like listening to music and dancing around in the uniform. Like, it's There's just so many recruiting tactics I feel like these, these schools kind of pull out. And the uniform is a big one, like having the swag, being inside the locker room, like getting on to put on the helmet. Like you see it with the Texas guys all the time, like their photo ops, they're always wearing Texas gear, which is great. Um, the LED lights behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the they they pull lights. out all the stops, which is, I mean, it's the new age. It's the new age of social media. It's the new age of branding. It's the new age of NIL. Like this is just kind of how our society is these days. It's how it is with podcasting too. I mean, like we host a podcast, you know, and a lot of it, the network that we're on believe like has 150 professional athletes that do shows and they see the value in starting a show and building their brand because what happens if these guys, you know, finish their careers and they want to go and become a broadcaster somewhere? Yeah. Well, they can do it themselves if they want to do it in the comfort of their own home. And, and if they want to go ahead and build their own brand organically that way, that's, that's there too. But that's just the new age. I mean, yeah. using gotta, social you, media, you got to take care of yourself and a lot of times your family and with the NIL stuff, Again, four star, yeah. five star. You never, you never really know. Money talks, baby. Yeah, that million dollars that Portnoy's throwing up for that documentary they're going to do on Amazon Prime. Money chit chats, and it's vocal. And I always think of recruiting. I think of the Blind Side. You know the scene where they go to Michael right. Orr's house. Yeah, and all and the coaches the- are just rotating through. That's what it used to be. Like, hey, I'll come over to your house. Yeah, and- which it still happens too. But yeah, I totally. think, I think like obviously things have changed quite a bit due to COVID. I mean, we're in our second you know stint of recruiting through covid and things have changed a little bit things have opened up a little bit more too and depending on what school you go to clearly in the south you get more opportunities to actually go in and meet people in person um but I saw it firsthand though when you were at college i'm sure you guys saw it oh yeah players sure. going to parties i mean there was definitely recruits at parties all the time we've been for those of the listeners who don't know, all three of us were in fraternities at the University of Texas, all different fraternities, and we had athletes come in and out all the time, whether that's a basketball player, football player, baseball player, and recruits alike. Kyle Murray went to a good party. Did he now? He should have come to Texas. <laughs> that party was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome to watch. It's honestly just the offseason in college football is becoming just as exciting as the season, which if you want to be a major player in sports, in my opinion, the offseason has to match the excitement in some capacity as the regular season. Look, look, look at the NBA. The NBA has catapulted exp- exponentially. We're going to get into that right now um, and how popular it is, not just globally, but in the United States. And that because the offseason is so hot and heavy and so right. exciting. Which really quickly, yeah, just due to that, uh, I think that this is why the baseball lockout hurts so bad because there's literally nothing going on right now in major league baseball it is terrible for the sport because everyone's forgetting about what's happening there's a bunch of there's a bunch of free agents that are still out there waiting to sign with teams no one can make any trades and no one know when this is going to come back it is awful for the sport and it's such a tragedy that it's happening right now yeah I mean, there's no, we tell people all the time there's no off season you got to be going 24-7 in sports because it doesn't stop NBA Steph Curry breaks the all-time three record 
in the gar- I mean, this is why sports are scripted. He does it like, look, would it have been sick if he did it at home? Yes. If you're going to break a record, is there any better place? And maybe it's- Do it in the presence of Spike Lee. That's what you're trying to say. That's what I'm saying. Do it in front and of Spike Lee. Right, do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Davidson. I'm ha- honestly, at this point, I'm just happy for him. Ride the wave, dude. There is Self-admitted. No- I think the coolest thing about it, Steph, self-admitted now. That he wanted to be a Nick. No, that he's- did he? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, no, he said he dreamed of being a uh, Nick. Wow, I didn't Every see that does. part. I was just going to say he self-admitted that he's the greatest shooter ever. Oh, well, that too. I mean, he knows that. Yeah. I mean, but no, he admitted that he also wanted to be a New York Nick when he was younger. Who doesn't, though? I mean, first, when he's younger, he, his dad's Del Curry. Right. So he's growing up around Who is also on a tear of his own, like Pete Davidson. Really? Yeah. Del Curry's Mike Zimmering it right now? Yeah. Dang, I didn't realize that. That's another There's a picture like the courtside of Del Curry at that game with like three young, beautiful women at his side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was a single man and my son was Steph Curry. And you're be, Del Curry. And I was Del Curry, I would be doing the exact same thing. Good commentator. I really like him. He does the Hornets games. Is there a better place to break a record in sports than the Garden? In in sports, I yeah, mean, like that's like my question. As a baseball fan, like breaking a record, like at Fenway, or like at, that's like what came to my mind. Yeah, like or like Yankee Stadium or Wrigley, like that's pretty awesome, mm-hmm. like because they're so monumental. I mean, the new the new Yankee Stadium is is too new. I feel like at this point, but you're still in New York. Mm. But yeah, I mean Madison Square Garden, it's got to be like one A one B when it comes to that. It's just so yeah, it's like right maybe Lambo. Lambo would be cool. Lambo would be sweet. That's a great one. That's really one. I when did wasn't, when wasn't did uh, when did baseball get established? When was the first eighteen hundreds? Right, eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Well, same same with the NBA, but not like no baseball was established before. established well. Before. Okay, okay. Like the yeah. leagues were established. In yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think the historical nature, yeah, well, like I mean, you're saying, that's what I, Fenway was. What, the first. What's Fenway? Nineteen eleven or something? When was oh. that? Um, when Fenway come? When was Fenway invented? Yeah. Like, uh, let me look <laughs> at that. Built. Was built. <laughs> Erected, um, I've before 1911, I think. Check it out right now. Right now, we'll you see got Google at the power of your fingertips. I do have Google at the power of my fingertips, and since no 1912, 19, yeah. okay, one year off, one year off. Yeah, I mean, as far as basketball, hundred years after the yeah. war. What? Hundred years after the war. Hundred years after the war of 1812. Not a great war, right? Is that during the war of World War One? No, World War One was later. A little bit later. A little bit later. That's the 20s. Or like late. No. No, like 19, 1917. 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, that's Yeet. like the OG. Yeah. Wembley's good. That's a good one. I just, I don't know. To me, it's just like he had a bad shooting game against the Sixers. He went three of 14. Intentionally. And he didn't, he, didn't, he had three road games. Well, what is he going to, he's going to do it against his brother? That would have been kind of cool. That would have been, he, there was no way he was going to do it against his brother because he had a lot to make. He right. had to do like eight. But then he goes to Indiana where he could probably do, he shot 15 threes in Indiana. It made five. You think he missed them on purpose? I don't think he missed them on purpose. He played to win the game. They only won by two points. I'm just saying the way sports work out, like why is Derek Jeter's last at bat a walk-off hit? His yeah. home run. I mean, there is that old cons- conspiracy out there that 
Sports are scripted. Who knows? I dude, there there like is something like there's just something there's definitely that like an up. unspoken narrative. I feel like it's not like okay, like Peyton Manning, you're gonna throw for five touchdowns this game, okay? And the defense knows that, okay? And after five, you're gonna stop, you know? And you're gonna break the record for this on this day. Like it's not like each team knows. It's not like each player knows their role. It's scripted, but like. Everyone has that in their head that's like, okay, we're all aware that Steph has two th- three-pointers left to pass Ray Allen, who is sitting right there courtside. Like, Reggie's there. Everyone knows like, this is the time to do it in the garden where all the celebrities are. Like, How much were tickets for that game? What do you think the average? It was the three seven. I was because I called my buddy Jesse. That was average? Yeah. We're going to have to continue this to the next segment because I want to keep talking about this. The not the average. I think the, to get in the walk-in price was three seventy. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, dude. If you're a Knicks, if you're a basketball fan and you could swing that, yeah, I would have done that than go to party. Co- oh yeah, I would have done that than go to Coachella for sure. Actually, not even a question. You too, Coachella or watching Steph break the record. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no go to Coachella still. I mean, no <laughs> one's on gonna, TV. No one's gonna break that record. Impossible. It's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely. Just he's gonna keep going. It's gonna yeah. get extended. Yeah, it's gonna get extended. Um, it's pretty remarkable. All right, and the way that the way that modern medicine works right now. Yeah, and how long these guys can play if they take care of their body, which clearly Steph is one of those guys. Yeah, he could go until he's forty. Mm. But you know what bre- record Steph will never break? What seven hundred sixty-two home runs, Barry Bonds? Yeah, because he doesn't play baseball, and that record. <laughs> For sure, honestly, I don't think it'll ever be broken. No, I thought like Pujols was our best shot. He really was. You know what? Next segment, let's get into records that will never be broken. I'm down for that. We'll get you back in the next segment. I'm into that. Yeah, we'll be back for the next segment. Nikki said it. Listen to him. He's wearing a bucket hat. You can't see it. We out you. We love you. We will be right back with the Charity Stripe on the all-new Mightier 1090 AM. SoCal Sports Talk. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.